Hey, everybody. A reminder that we've changed things up in your feed a bit. As of this week, we've started releasing the show in segments. So on Mondays, we'll give you the lead segments. And today, you're getting the second segment. The point here is we know our podcast listeners want more control over when and what you download. So we're giving you that. And of course, we now live stream the show on YouTube each Sunday. So that means you've got the option of going over to WNYC's YouTube channel to join us for the live show on Sundays at 6 p.m. Eastern. That way you can get the whole thing or just catching it later on YouTube on your own time. So lots of ways to listen and just as important, lots of ways to lean in and talk to us about what you're hearing. Call us when you listen live, tweet at us, chat us in the YouTube, email us at anxiety at WNYC.org. But do chime in if what you hear sparks a thought or a question or even a story about yourself. Okay, here's the second part of this week's show. It is summer. A challenging summer, to be sure, but summer. And that has us thinking about music. We've been talking on our team about the songs that have defined some of our summers. How, in some ways, the music we dance around and sing out and love each other to when the days are long and hot, they're almost like these emotional timed capsules, like little vehicles for our personal stories. And that got us thinking, what if we ask you to share the summer music that you are feeling right now? What if we crowdsource a playlist for the summer of 2022? It'll be kind of like sharing all of our personal stories of now. So at the end of this segment, I'm going to give you instructions on how to share with us and with each other your song, one song for the summer of 2022. But first, as inspiration to get you going, we hit up somebody who's been sharing the stories behind music with readers and listeners for decades. Danielle Smith is the host of the Spotify podcast, Black Girl Songbook. She's the former editor-in-chief of Vibe Magazine, among many other roles, novelist, an entrepreneur, a correspondent for many other magazines. And most recently, she's the author of the book, Shine Bright, A Very Personal History of Black Women in Pop. Danielle, thanks so much for doing this. Uh, it's wonderful to see you, Kai. And also, you know, I've, I've just been thinking a lot about New York and I do miss it some. And so it's wonderful to be back on what is really my longtime That's home right. station. So thank you so much All for right. having me. So I guess, can we just start by like, just how, how, how has music shaped your life? You know, I always try to come up with like what the exact metaphor is, like bodily. Mm. Is it my heart? Is it my spine? Is it my skin? Does it hold everything together? You know what I mean? Is it my lungs? Does music just allow me to breathe? I literally don't remember a time when music wasn't having an effect on me. And usually that effect was positive. So, you know, the Summer Jam is, it's a funny thing to me because it's, Almost definitionally pop, right? I mean, it's it's power is in the collective experience. It's about the mass audience. But at the same time, it's so deeply personal. We all or I have mm. all these deeply personal mm. memories about, you know, a given summer song, usually tied to our youth or moments of optimism or, you know, uh, just power this. that it feels like we need this summer, <laughs> honestly. I just yes. want to prod you to think about the summer jam. You know, what's funny is I think I didn't even start thinking of songs like as summer jams until I was kind of coming of age in the Bay Area. 
and going to basically KMEL's summer jam <laughs> and just <laughs> and realizing like, oh my God, yeah, people really do listen to music like this seasonally. Yeah. And then I kind of got into it. And then you get into the 90s and you have big songs like Ghetto Superstar. Do you remember how that took I over do. the summer? Let's dance. Let's be free. Let's be outside. As you mentioned, let's be optimistic. Let's shake our <laughs> booties. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just freedom, man. If, if you've ever danced outside in the sunshine, um, man, it's a feeling like no other. And to me, uh, the best summer jams just soundtrack those moments. Since Danielle's latest book, Shine Bright, is a personal history, we decided to jumpstart our summer 2022 playlist with some of the artists she writes about. Certainly, the Black women in her book have made some of the greatest, most enduring summer jams in all of history. But Danielle begins that history in an unlikely place with an 18th century enslaved poet, a woman named Phyllis Wheatley. Uh, She was named weirdly, after the slave ship that brought her over to Phyllis. Mm. Um, and But her owners, Mr. and Mrs. Wheatley, taught her to read and to write. And she began writing these amazing poems and becoming known for writing these poems, even as a young Black enslaved woman in pre-revolutionary Boston. She became known for writing these poems. And she couldn't, you know, really recite them publicly often in Boston because it was pre-revolutionary Boston. Everything was very segregated. So she actually went with the son of her master to London and performed her songs all over London to Cafe Society there. She sang them. She recited them. She was a part of a whole intellectual and artistic circle there. And then she came back to the United States and sadly died not that many years afterwards. But what I think of when I think of Phyllis is the first Black global pop star. Yes. It's yes. just, it's so different than the way she was taught to me, at least. You know, to think of it that way is so, it just breathes this new life into that history. I hope so. You, you divide the book into three parts. Um, so in the first part, you um, focus on the classics. Give us an overview of what you're getting at in that section. And can you think of a song that really exemplifies it? Well, one, I think of the Dixie Cubs because they tend to be forgotten. Mm. If you ask somebody, have you heard of the Dixie Cups? And they're like, the Dixie Cups? A, a group? No. And then you say, you know, go into oh, the chapel. They're like, oh, <laughs> yes, right? Gonna get married. Go into the chapel and and the thing is, it's such a summer song, actually, because it's it's a song that's about weddings. Mm. It really is one of my favorite records of all time. It's a favorite of my mother and my mother's sisters. I don't know if I would believe in romance as hard as I do if I hadn't been indoctrinated into the romance cult by the Dixies at a very young age. Mm. Mm. So this first part of the book really was about foundation, but not just foundation. It's about women whose legacies have been somewhat minimized. Um, even when I talk about Diana Ross, I'm very clear that I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about Diana Ross's career as the leader of the Supremes, but to talk about Diana Ross as the legendary and iconic solo artist she became after she left the group. 
I think that part of her career is so understudied and under interrogated and under celebrated. So I get very much into like, I'm coming out. I don't remember what month that song came out, but I'm coming out is a summer song for all time. I want the world to know. I gotta let it show. I it's mean, like, listen. right? I have to say, there was an amazing re-release of her big solo album from the '80s, Diana. And they put it out again, I think, in the early 2000s. And for me, it must have been the summer of 2005 that that album became my soundtrack. It, especially there were these two re-edits of uh, two songs, No One Gets the Prize and The Boss. And I just one of my greatest summer memories is being on Fire Island with one of my closest friends. And, you know, it's a fairly white environment out there, but um, he mm. used to go, he's another black gay man, and he used to go regularly. Um, and he had this, he had carved out this space um, for himself um, where he would ship mm. in all of us, you know, his community. And I... Danced outside screaming to that song so much. And it just, you know, it was so much more than the song. It was so, it was about the, and now I can't hear the song without it relating to that Thinking moment that. and yes. that space that we created for ourselves. I just, I, I, I'm not even being articulate about it. It's such a great record. I think you're absolutely being wildly emotionally um, articulate about it because to me, that's what music does to us and for us. It kind of like blows us up, but also reduces us to like, just like a puddle of feeling. And then we kind of rise back up out of it. It's so amazing and it can be so hypnotic. And I've, I've had so many moments listening to music, especially live music, where I really thought, and I'm not a fainting type of girl. I am, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty sturdy little chick, Indeed. but I've had moments even of feeling lightheaded. Or like I was outside of myself. And this is, maybe maybe there was a couple of margaritas involved, but nothing much <laughs> else. And it's such a wonderful just feeling of freedom. And the way songs that say something that can mean something so intensely for you and mean something so intensely for me. And those two things may not have anything to do yeah, with each other yeah. at all. And we're dancing to the same song at the same yes. time, feeling different it things. Could, it could be at the same party. <laughs> yeah, it could yeah, be yeah. at the same party. Yes. <laughs> All right, so those are the foundation. That that part of your book was, that's the foundation. The, the, the second part covers two artists who are icons all to their own, Whitney Houston and Aretha Franklin. Um, why these two? Why, why clump these two together uh, as separate from everything else? I wanted to make sure they took up a significant part of the book because I think they matter so much to everything that came to be before them and came to be after them. And I don't know that pop music would look or sound anything like it does right now without Whitney and Aretha. Yeah. I don't I don't even say they're two of the most powerful Black female voices in the history of pop. I say they're two of the most important and powerful voices in the history of pop, period, and overall. Those are my girls, too. And plus, I wanted to talk about Whitney so much because I've interviewed Whitney and written about her um, a lot. And I wanted to talk about my interaction with her and, and what it means a lot of time for a Black woman journalist, cultural critic, music critic, um, editor, to talk to a Black woman artist of her stature in the world. 
because what's wild about it is that it doesn't really happen mm. that often. Mm. Yeah. Still, let's talk about that for a second. I mean, what was that like early in your career for you? I mean, now there's not a lot of black women um, who have um, that role. Mm. When you began, th- there was <laughs> even fewer. Mm. Um, it was lonely. It made me very focused, though I will say that even though it's a lonely place, you do have your community. Uh, You do have, at least I had, a real sense of, a real competitive spirit. If if Rolling Stone was going to get a story with such and such, then so were we. And I do appreciate you asking. No, I do. So, Whitney and Aretha, if you were to pick one song from one of them to enter into this summer, 2022's playlist, can you think okay, of one? Okay, so I know I know just what I want. Okay, so it's a cover that Whitney Houston did of um, Higher Love. Higher yes, love. she Higher did. Love. Yes, Whitney covered that song. And it's such an amazing rendition. I mean, she turns it into a gospel. Yes, she does. And you, you want to dance to it, you want to pray to it, you know what I mean? You want to meditate to it, you want to turn it up. Okay. Uh, we're, we're, we're getting tight on time, but I'm gonna, I can't not touch on Janet Jackson, oh. um, who you also discussed. You put her together with Mariah Carey, I don't know about that. But uh, <laughs> tell us, if, why, why Janet Jackson? What do you think we need to know about Janet Jackson? And is there a song from her canon that you would include in this this summer's playlist? I think the main thing that people need to remember about Janet Jackson is that she chose to make it her goal to become the biggest pop star in the world when her brother was currently the biggest pop star in the world. Now, see, so that's just crazy. <laughs> like, if, like, if she was your girlfriend and you guys were just at the bar and she just told you that, you would say, girl, you are drunk. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you should be an actor. You're doing a great job with that. You should do that. And Jenna said, no, thank you. And on that note, I got these two Jenna Jackson songs. Okay. So we have to go back. Everyone, a lot of people think that Control is her first album. No, it is her third album. So let's go to, I believe, the first album. And let's go to Dream Street. We have to. Dream Street. I can't even go into that whisper. (laughs) (laughs) But it's such a great song. Um, She recorded it while she was still uh, playing. uh, I think her name was Cleo on Fame, the Fame television series. And then we got to go with Escapade because it's summertime. <laughs> Literally because it's yes. summertime. Yes. Come on, baby. Let's get away. And I love the fact that it's the girl saying that to the boy. It's Janet Jackson saying, what? Let me take you on an Escapade? I think that's part. I You know, I'm just thinking about this for the first time. That's part of the power in general of her music is that it is she's so in control as it were mm-hmm. <laughs> um and she's such the protagonist she is she got that main character energy you know what i mean she is that girl she um she's not waiting around for anyone to ask her to go on this escapade right uh well speaking of protagonists uh you end by reflecting on beyonce and her accomplishments and i mean you know what else is there to say about beyonce but i think one of the interesting things to think about in the book is this sort of 
timeline from Phyllis Wheatley to Beyonce mm. in the history of black women as global superstars. Um, and I wonder if you have a Beyonce song that evokes that yeah, it's, journey. It's been a, it's been a, it's been like a relay race, man. It's been like an ongoing relay race. And when you go from Phyllis to to Beyonce, I'm gonna have to go to Beyonce's version of the Black National Anthem, lift every voice and sing that she sang mm-hmm. in Coachella. Because, and I talk about it a lot in Shine Bright, it's not just the bravery of that record, because that record is, that song, I should say, is very brave, whoever sings it, whenever it's sung. Whether it's sung by second graders, whether it's sung by an opera singer, it doesn't matter. It's very brave for Black people to say, we do not feel that we are completely being served by the actual national anthem, so we would like to have one of our own. Here it is, and we're gonna sing it all the time. That's bravery. And for Beyonce, to sing it at Coachella in the very slowed down version that she's sang it in. At Coachella, at which the audience is, is usually anywhere from two to four, maybe 5% African-American Black mm. any given year. So she's like, y'all gonna get this Black National Anthem. Y'all gonna hear from me and James Will Johnson <laughs> today. That's what's going to happen. Hold still, hold still. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just get comfortable in your seats because I'm not rushing through this song. So I just feel like that record at Coachella is such a big summer moment. It's like, let's go to that version of the Black National Anthem from the great Beyonce Nose Carter. We have to stop it there. Those are Danielle Smith's contributions to our summer 2022 playlist. And so listeners, now what are yours? Give us one song that's powering you through this summer and tell us something about why, like what that song or artist means for you right now. Ideally, do this as a voice memo and email it to us at anxiety at WNYC.org. That's anxiety at WNYC.org. We'll collect them all into a Spotify playlist that we're going to share with you. Danielle Smith is author of Shine Bright, a very personal history of Black women and pop and host of the Black Girl Songbook podcast on Spotify. Danielle, thank you for getting our playlist started. And I hope you're going to come back to review what songs our listeners send to us. And you know, I'm always trying to come back to New York, even if it's just via the radio and you. So think of me again. <laughs> Excellent. Thank Take you so much, guys. This is the United States of Anxiety. You can follow the show wherever you get your podcasts or find us at WNYC.org slash anxiety. You can now also find us on WNYC's YouTube channel. So do check it out. And of course, find us right here next Sunday night. I'm Kai Wright. You can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at Kai underscore Wright. That's K-A-I underscore Wright, like the brothers. And thanks for spending time tonight. I'll see you next week.